Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hey, Andrew. Howdy there, Edwin. <laughs> I want to keep talking about God today. Okay. Psalm 8, all about that. All right. Hey, you got a different Bible there. I wish we need the video so everyone could see your stack of Bibles. <laughs> they, they'd probably give you a new nickname if they saw that stack of Bibles. Mm. We'll have to work on what that is. Maybe that could be, you know, a poll for people that like to converse in our conversations. They could send in an email to texttalk at christiansmeetyear.org. What's a good nickname for that guy with a stack of Bibles? <laughs> or we could just read Psalm 8. <laughs> <laughs> From the New American Standard Version. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, who have displayed your splendor above the heavens. From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And of course, as you listen to that, you know, that's the updated New American Standard because there's no these and thous and thys. I see. Yes. So that's I the see. updated New American Standard there. Hey, so this one has something that I want to bring out because it ties into what I want to talk about. But, All right. But you look like you wanted to say something. I just wonder if it's going to be the same thing. Well, you tell me. What? Well, I didn't. Were you, were you going to talk about how verse 5 sounds a little different in the New American Standard update? Than what we've read the last couple of days? Probably so. What okay. did you pick up on? What okay. did you see there? Well, I my ear just caught it because uh, I've always I've always heard and I've often read, uh, you've made him a little lower than the angels. Okay. Okay. But but what we just heard in that reading uh-huh. made him a little lower than God. A little lower than God. Yeah. Did the New King James say angels? I'm trying to remember from yesterday. It does, yeah. It says angels and the ESV says heavenly beings. Mm-hmm. The word there is Elohim, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that word is the the word that's used to refer to God, mm-hmm. but it can also refer to majestic heavenly beings. It can refer to angelic beings. And so you have kind of a translator's choice on what's going on here. The Septuagint does say angels. Yes. It uses angelos. And so that's why when it gets quoted in Hebrews, it says made a little lower than the angels because the, the Greek... Uh, translate, or, uh, not necessarily translation, but the Septuagint does say angels here. Apparently, uh, some of the Syriac does also, one of my notes says. So, very interesting, but that does bring up exactly what I was wanting to look at here. Yeah. He points out how amazing it is that God thinks about man. And one of the things that he says about him is that here is man, and you've made him really just a little bit lower than Elohim. Mm -hmm. And whether that's supposed to be referencing the angelic beings or even God himself, he's, how amazing is that? And and it's not, it's not so much that ontologically you have made him a little bit lower than the angels or God. And by that, I mean, in the created order that, that somehow the intrinsic worth and value is just 
just a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. But but here is this being whose actual value and worth is so much lower. And yet what you have done is you have lifted him up and exalted him to this place just a little lower than the angelic beings or even Elohim, God himself. And so he says, and this this is the key that I was really wanting to talk about today. When I look at the fact that you made the moon and the stars, mm-hmm. I know your, your majesty, your glory, your splendor is beyond and above the splendor and glory of stars and sun and moon. And, and at night, when I look up at the sky and I recognize how grand you must be if you put those things in their place, I, I am just overwhelmed with my own smallness and wonder why have you blessed man so greatly? Why have you blessed man so greatly and placed him in the created order where you placed him? Uh, you know, I, I, and I know in another conversation we'll, we'll drill down a little bit more in that the concept of dominion. Uh, but, but the idea that he's made him a little lower than the angels and yet given him all of this uh, responsibility and stewardship over the vastness of God's creation. It's a special place mm-hmm. that we are in as mankind as human beings yep absolutely and david is looking back at adam here he's looking back at adam he's looking back at the creation and he is recognizing there a magnificent blessing that god gave man and and again i am trying to tread lightly because i do want to talk tomorrow about that glory that god gave man sure. but but here we see what david is saying is i'm just amazed at this when i consider how small we really are how large you have made us it's it's a pretty fa- fascinating fascinating idea. So there are some themes from this Psalm 8 that I think overlap in one of the great prophets, Isaiah, Mm. Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, maybe just to springboard from there into Isaiah 40, I see in part the foolishness of making idols. We've talked about that the last couple of days. Okay. Okay. That appreciating that uh, God has been mindful of us to make us and place us in this world how futile and foolish it is uh, that we want to make something else in order to worship it. Um, And that is spoken to in Isaiah 40. Uh, In verse 18, uh, the prophet rebukes people for their idolatry and look at the way they go about it. In Isaiah 40, verse 18, To whom then will you liken God? Or Or what likeness will you compare to him? The workman molds an image. The goldsmith overspreads it with gold, and the silversmith casts silver chains. Whoever is too impoverished for such a contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not totter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Here we see that uh, people go about trying to find something that in our eyes we say is great and we ascribe value to um, and worship that, unless we're kind of broke and then we don't even do that. We'll, <laughs> we'll carve up something else. What'll do? Let's just make sure it doesn't fall over on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, it's, it's futile and it's blasphemous. And look, if, if that's what you want to worship, not only is it a terrible disrespect to God, 
But what does that make you? Well, absolutely. I I feel like you stopped one verse short. Go ahead and read verse 22 also in there. Oh, hey. Because I think that really ties in That Psalm does lay over with Psalm Maybe there was a reason I started there. Uh, <laughs> it is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And that's talking about God, our creator. And, it, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Yeah. yeah. He, he sits above. This, this is our God who sits above. These idols aren't Just like, like Psalm that. 8, yeah. Just like Psalm 8. Now, you said if that's the way the idols are, what about man? I think Isaiah 40 actually demonstrates this issue of man as well. In fact, the, the comparison and contrast between God and man back in Isaiah 40 and verse 12, talking about God, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Here is God. And what Isaiah is saying about God here is that God is so magnificent and majestic and above and over and beyond and larger that he scoops up every bit of water in the world, every ocean, every sea, every pond, every stream, every river, and it fits in the hollow of his hand. Just like just like you and I might dip our hands down into a pool and pull up just a little bit of water, what he said, God is so expansive that the hollow of his hand contains all the waters in the world. Mm-hmm. His scale measures all the mountains and the hills and the dirt and the sand and every rock. He says, but the Nate, okay, now mm-hmm. let, let's see what he says about man. I was about to get ahead and, and hear what he says about man before I read it. Verse 15, behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. The nations mm-hmm. are the a peoples. drop in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Okay, the nations, all of the nations, all of the peoples. Now imagine, I'm just one person, one citizen of one nation. God can hold every bit of water in the universe in his hand. Me, I'm I'm less than the drop in the bucket. Yeah. God has measured every bit of matter in all of the universe, every sand, every hill, every rock, every every dirt granule, every, every bit of it. He's able to measure that. But the nations are nothing more than dust on a scale. In other words, uh, you know, you don't have to clean out the scale every time you weigh something on it. No. The, dust, the dust isn't going to affect the measurement. Measure the weight, so, well, this yeah. is what the nations are. But I am just one mm-hmm. in uh, one nation. All the nations are just dust in the scale. What am I? This is the inconsequential, na- inconsequential nature of man in comparison to the magnificent, awesome, majestic God. And yet, as we began, the God who is mindful, we are so inconsequential, which makes it so much more amazing, unfathomable. That God thinks of us. Yeah. And and individually, right? That uh, all the nations are a drop in the bucket in one sense. And yet, what, what does Jesus teach us in Matthew 10? That the Lord has numbered the hairs of our head. Mm. And uh, we mean more to him than a sparrow, you know, that, uh, um, <laughs> well, it's just, it's just really overwhelming. It is. And 
lest we lose sight, it is true that as we get to the last half of the psalm, he's talking about man in general and our place in the creation order. But let's not forget what we talked about yesterday, that verse that said, you know, you use man to still the enemy and the avenger. You use the infant and the babe right. to still. There's some victory that has taken place, whether it's Goliath, as some suggest, or if there's some other victory that David has experienced that he is memorializing and chronicling and meditating on. And it and it, and it causes him to give praise to God and be in awe of the fact that God used him for that victory. So I, I do want to I want to get back to we're we're not we're not making a leap when we turn this from just talking about Adam or mankind in general to the to God being mindful of a particular person because that is clearly what has prompted David to to say this. He is thinking about something God has done for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I guess it's it's kind of in my mind thinking in terms of a couple of different, I don't know, scales here, uh, a challenge of scale. Uh, I'll just put it like this. You know, what, one of the jobs at uh, my house, one of the chores is to run the vacuum. Yay. Which tells you what I think about dust. <laughs> and uh, maybe dust doesn't bother me as much as it bothers my wife. And so we need to dust. And, you know, it, it, it's one thing to think about. Yeah, dust doesn't matter about the weight on the scale. I don't think anything about dust, you know, if, if it's a nuisance. And, and But the idea that, I mean, that's kind of what we amount to is dust compared to his greatness. But he loves it. He cherishes it. He knows every little particle of that dust, oh, wow. which is me. Yeah. And uh, and and that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, to lay down everything, to participate in that smallness of creation, and then to suffer at the hands of the unrighteousness of that creation. I mean, the incredible indignity of that. Yeah. But he's willing to lay it all down to redeem us, to save us. Again, I you know you're you're make, I am mixing metaphors a little bit, but mm. but if if the scale issue is me to dust, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then the family issue is my son. Yeah, that's uh, just a lot. It's a that's, lot. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. What are you learning from Psalm 8 or whatever else you're reading in the scripture right now? We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, wrap us up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, uh, your holiness is beyond our comprehension, and yet we work our best to understand your revelation of yourself and your word, and we know you are far greater than we are, and uh, you are, and we are not. Father, in our lives, we need to uh, decrease so that you might increase, and we trust you, Father, in all things because of your magnificence and magnitude to our smallness. And yet we are so moved by your love. Father, your willingness to reach down, to pull us up, and to bring you even into your heart, into your heaven through Jesus Christ, it's just too wonderful. And we thank you, Father, for a psalm like Psalm 8, which invites us to contemplate that, that we might know you, to love you, to walk closer with you. Please bless us to that in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,